It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a certified nutrition specialist and a licensed nutritionist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition, education, and counseling. You know, we're actually taking the weight and wellness education right into your local grocery store. We are now offering small group grocery store tours. And joining me today is Brittany Thomas, who is a registered and licensed dietitian and has several grocery tours set up, lots of them. And some of them are even full. So, Brittany, what grocery stores will you be taking groups to, and what kind of information are you going to be sharing? Yeah. So next Monday, March 2nd, I will be at the Lunds in Wayzata. We're going to meet at 6 p.m. and spend about an hour and a half looking at various different products, talking about how to identify trans fats, high fructose corn syrup, which products are gluten-free, reviewing good oils and bad oils, how to avoid MSG, and a lot more. And then as we go around, I answer whatever questions people may have. So it's really fun. Okay, so what's the most interesting question you've had? Because you've been doing these grocery store tours now recently, Mm -hmm. and you usually have, I mean, we limit them to about six people. Yep. So what kind of questions are people asking you? Um, I get a lot of questions just about specific products. About, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm trying I to think people, of the most. Con- I know I've had clients who have asked yeah. for us to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would say things like, oh, I got, gosh, I just wish we could take you into the grocery yeah. store and bring you around and tell us well, which now, food. Now yes. they can. Yes, that is. this is great that we're offering this. Yeah, it is great. So you're going to be at Lund's in Loisette on Monday, March 2nd. Yep. So how about other grocery store tours? Do you have other set up? I do. Next Wednesday, March 4th at 6 p.m., we are going to be at the Cub store in it's technically White Bear Township, right okay. by North Oaks. Okay. And unfortunately, or fortunately, all of the rest of our tours are full at this time. But we're going to be probably scheduling yes, more. Absolutely. So, so the so the cost of the grocery store, grocery tour class, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's thirty dollars, and if you want to sign up, please call six five one six nine nine three four three eight. And basically, you spend an hour and a half with Brittany. You get your questions answered. So your future shopping Mm -hmm. trips Mm -hmm. will be quick and easy. Because when people change their eating, their shopping has to change. Yes. Yes. And that's, you know, when we're working with clients, that's um, what they will say once they start kind of eating this way. That kind of those first few Mm -hmm. weeks, once they get into it, they're doing a lot of label reading. And I think it would just, I mean, this is a fantastic opportunity because we can be there with them and say, okay, this is a good option. You know, this isn't a good option. And here's why it has trans fats, corn syrups, things like that, that we need to avoid. I think people really appreciate that. Yes, exactly. So you hear a voice there. Yes. (laughs) Also joining us. Today as a co-host is Katie Vigasa, who is also a registered and licensed dietitian, 
And you may have recently seen her on WCCO on the 5 p.m. news talking about why eating eggs does not raise your cholesterol mm-hmm. numbers. Yes. And finally, the top nutrition advisory panel said it's okay to eat those foods high in cholesterol, like eggs, lobster, and shrimp, because they do not raise our blood cholesterol levels. Yeah, I know when this um, this was kind of hitting the news mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks, we were so excited. I mean, we were all abuzz at Nutritional Weight <laughs> yeah. Wellness. It's like, look at this. The things that we've been saying for so long exactly. are finally hitting kind of the mainstream. You know, it's so interesting when I'm working individually with clients, you know, or, you know, when we're teaching kind of the Nutrition for Weight Loss program or Weight and Wellness, um, many people have still not heard this long overdue message. Well, I think that's a good point because we are always looking at articles and things in the paper about nutrition. Yes, we are. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the general population isn't. Hasn't heard this. No. You know, it's interesting, too, because we're, again, we're surrounded by this. So we feel like, oh, yeah, everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that um, dietary cholesterol isn't to blame. But no, it's it is not. um, We're glad that people are learning this now. You know, many people have been very fearful of eggs for so long, like you were saying, Brittany, shrimp and lobster. Um, I think a lot of people, they must see kind of like a large Easter egg rolling towards them and they turn away running as fast as they can, right, away from it. Because for 30 years, we've been warned at every single medical appointment to not eat eggs because we're told it's, you know, we've been told it's going to raise our cholesterol. Mm -hmm. But again, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have known the truth for over 20 years um, because we're keeping up on the research. We've sat in seminars we, yes. <laughs> over and over. Attended lectures, and, yes. And listened to the research. Yes, yeah. And we know the difference. You know, cholesterol in food does not raise our cholesterol numbers in the blood. It's the sugar. It's the trans fats. Those are the true culprits. Cholesterol is actually produced in our liver, so it's not this dietary cholesterol that we have to be afraid of. I mean, that's a big change for people's mm-hmm. thinking. Yes. We we have to keep asking, you know, and repeating this message, I think, over mm-hmm. and over. And because people will come in and they don't realize that it isn't the food that, well, in some ways it is the food that they're eating, yep. but they think <laughs> it's eggs and foods high in cholesterol yes. versus it is not that. It's things like trans fats trans and sugar. Trans fats, yeah. sugars, absolutely. So kind of when I'm working with a client, you know, I believe if your cholesterol numbers are higher than you want, and mm-hmm. you have to ask, so why is my liver making so much cholesterol? I don't know how many people have ever asked themselves that. Hmm. I bet not a lot. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> not too many pon- people ponder that question. Well, and I always ask clients, how much alcohol are you drinking? Because alcohol affects the liver. Or how many energy drinks or sodas are you drinking? Because that high fructose corn syrup and all all of those chemicals in the soda, that's majorly going to affect your liver. You know, another thing that I will ask clients too is, you know, are you eating butter or are you eating margarine? Now, is that a trick question? For the clients? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're like, I don't know which way I should answer this. <laughs> um, which what, which answer do you want? We know that people should be eating the butter, right? Because we know margarine contains trans fats. It contains refined corn and soybean oils. And we know that the trans fats and these refined oils, they affect the liver and raise cholesterol numbers. And actually, I was having this converse, conversation with a phone client just the past couple days 
she was asking about her cholesterol levels, and we found out that she was eating a lot of margarine, a lot of, um, you know, let's say baked goods that have a lot of the corn syrups and the trans fats in it. So um, she was actually very happy to hear the butter message instead of the, the margarine message. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because I had this conversation with my mother over and over. Yes. But I couldn't convince her. Sure. It took a little time. <laughs> she just still still hung in there with her margarine. Sure, sure. So, you know, a couple of questions that I often ask. Do you stop for a morning sweet roll or a muffin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, most of these bakery items contain partially hydrogenated fats or refined oil or soy oil, and they raise your cholesterol numbers. So, you know, if something, something's got corn oil or soybean oil in it, it's a refined oil. Yep. Yeah. It's hard on, it's inflammatory, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And your eggs cooked in butter will actually reduce your cholesterol. Because your liver loves real food. It's free of those chemicals and the sugar. Yes, again, things that are so inflammatory. Um, You know, our real topic today is not about cholesterol. Oh, really? Right? (laughs) That's not what we're going to be talking about all day. But we're actually going to be talking about our hormones and how they affect our weight. Now, this is a topic most women want more information about. But when we get back from our break... Um, we're going to talk, we're going to really dive into this subject. So yeah. stay tuned, right? And you're listening to Dishing Up yeah. Nutrition. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. This week, another study came out giving more reasons to stop drinking soda. The headlines read, popular soda ingredient, caramel color, poses cancer risk to consumers. The study went on to say soft drink consumers are being exposed to an unavoidable and unnecessary cancer risk a chemical that gives 11 different soft drinks the caramel coloring. So hopefully you are convinced that it is time to switch to water as your choice of beverage. We're going to talk more about this study on when we come back. So if people have questions this morning, call us at 651-641-1071. Here's a little weight loss math. On any given day, 100 million of us are on a diet, and we spend $20 billion a year on books, plans, bills, and surgeries. So how come for so many people, the number on the scale is so upsetting? It's like cholesterol and blood pressure numbers, higher than it should be. Are you looking for a new way to change those numbers? Then let me tell you about the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Now think about it for a minute. The approach is called nutrition for weight loss, not feeling too hungry to sleep for weight loss or eating icky bars for weight loss. Nutrition for weight loss teaches you how to eat real food to leave you satisfied and in balance, how to use nutrition to naturally bump up your metabolism. It's based on sound science, not celebrities who make millions pitching products. Are you ready to see how it adds up for you? Then dial the number at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's 651-699-3438 or go online at weightandwellness.com to sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, most people underestimate how effective drinking water and staying hydrated can be to help you lose weight and burn fat. But did you know that drinking water can give your metabolism a boost, but more important, it hydrates the brain for not only better concentration and focus, 
Um, but it even hydrates our skin to help keep the wrinkles away. Now, that's why people start drinking water. <laughs> right, that's why. <laughs> they're, they're wanting to keep the wrinkles away. But really, honestly, maybe the most important reason to be drinking water is that it helps prevent constipation. Um, and it can help prevent kidney stones. And now, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. We have had a lot of people with kidney, kidney stones. stones. Yes, mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. I, I do know that. And it's, you know, you have to ask the question again. Are they maybe not drinking enough water? Just mm-hmm. slide into that habit of not drinking enough water. You know, and I was actually reading um, a little bit this last week. And Americans, we are chronically dehydrated. You know, mm-hmm. I think I even saw a statistic upwards of like 70%, 75% of wow. Americans aren't getting enough water, which makes sense to us working with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is always the question we get either in consultations or in classes. You know, people will say, well, okay, how much water do I have to be drinking? What's the, the right amount for me? And mm-hmm. we tell people half of your body weight in ounces of water. Mm-hmm. half of your body weight in ounces of water. And usually when we say that in class, I get some people who look at me like I have three heads, right? They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of water. Yes. Um, but, you know, if you're not doing that today, maybe just kind of ease into it and work your way into it. But people notice even just drinking enough water, they feel um, even better just doing that. Absolutely. I mean, we all have our water here today. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. And I always drink about 24 ounces Well. The show goes on. Yep. Every Saturday morning. Yes, perfect. (laughs) So if you have any questions for us today, give us a call in studio. Our number here is 651-641-1071. But right before we went to break, Mm -hmm. we, you know, we were talking a little bit about cholesterol, uh, which is a great topic, but we just started to dig into our true topic today, which is really how our hormones can be affecting our weight. And this is a topic uh, most women want more information about right they certainly do yes yeah. and this is a very personal topic for me because within the last year i've found out that i have pcos so I've and been, what does that mean pcos it, it is it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome um so basically it means that your estrogen and progesterone are imbalanced along with some of your other sex hormones mm-hmm. and it affects every woman very differently mm-hmm and, and so it one of the what have you found that it, how has it affected you? Uh, my my cycle isn't it's regular, mm-hmm. but um, I will have some times where I have some spotting, mm-hmm. and often it can be very heavy and uncomfortable. And has it affected your, affected your metabolism yes, in any way? Absolutely. So in the last uh, probably three, four years, I've noticed that my metabolism had really slowed Mm -hmm. down, and I had no idea why. And once I figured out that I had PCOS, it it made so much sense for me. Because you knew that you had to reduce the amount of carbohydrates, right? Yep, yep. I I am very carbohydrate sensitive. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what... And so I have to watch that very, very closely more than, more than a lot of people. And so now that, you know, kind of some of these underlying imbalances for mm-hmm. you, you're really kind of being very careful about yes. your diet and looking at supplements that help support your hormones, aren't you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that long term, I mean, this is a process, but long term, hopefully I can get my hormones balanced just naturally. And I think we work with a lot of people with PCOS. Yeah. And we see it 
usually does affect their metabolism. Mm-hmm. And then usually they have to cut back, reduce the amount of especially processed carbohydrates yep. that they're eating. Definitely. And increase their vegetables. Yes, definitely. Yep. And take some supplements that help balance their hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of leafy greens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So should we take a caller? Yeah. yeah. Before we really get yeah. into our topic, let's let's take a caller here. So Hi, Melanie. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yeah, I'm just wondering. I have friends who drink water with cucumber, water with lemon, all those kinds of additives. And I'm wondering, I've heard about times of day to ignite your metabolism. How much of that is true? And and can you tell me a little bit more about adding things into water? Well, I kind of think adding things into water, it helps the taste. Mm -hmm. And it looks pretty. Yeah. So people (laughs) drink more water. So I think it's great. You know, I think the quality of water, though, you know, I think, you know, we recommend that people not drink tap water because Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's chemicals in tap water. Mm -hmm. It's to kill off the bacteria, of course. Yeah. And so we recommend having, you know, like filtered water in reverse osmosis filtered water. You know, more pure water is better for people and it tastes better. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, asking do the additions is that what you're asking if well you know my people are i'm reading a lot of things right now about drinking water in the morning that's warm with lemon sure and and how that can ignite your metabolism and you know is that true you know sometimes i just don't have the energy to cut the lemon yeah i think really more than anything it's actually that the just the habit of including more water water in the morning, I think is really the thing. Because otherwise people will wake up and maybe they they won't have anything or they'll just drink coffee um, and they won't actually just get the water in. So I really think it's mostly just getting in the water. Right. I think that's the most important piece. Mm -hmm. But the lemon makes it taste great. So It does. It's true. I do enjoy it. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. So we'll get back to hormones. Hormones, Yes, yes. Back to hormones. And when we say hormones, I always think about birth control as a main source of hormones. And if you've ever taken birth control, the manufacturer's label lists potential side effects, Mm -hmm. and it can be a laundry list, including nausea, headaches, breast tenderness, dizziness, fluid retention, and weight gain is a major one. Mm -hmm. And it seems it affects women very differently. So some have the nausea, some don't. Some experience headaches, some don't. Uh, And same with weight gain. Some women do have the weight gain and some, some women don't. don't. Yep. And we know that when working with clients, like everyone has a little bit of a mm-hmm. different biochemistry. Yep. So it affects people differently. So back in the 60s, mm-hmm. now this is my time, Nero. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a lot of women gained weight with birth control pills because they contained, this is really interesting when I look this up, five times more estrogen than the birth control pills today. Wow. wow. But... 25 times more progestin and that's that's really an artificial progesterone okay and i didn't know that i mean that's that's amazing so it was much more estrogen and then kind of synthetic progestin progesterone rich and really i had all those symptoms nausea headaches oh Oh. so it makes sense (laughs) certainly so you know piling on the pounds was that was common with those early high dose birth control pills yeah. People, you know, it was so easy then. Yeah, to, to just take You, you can see why, because they contained a lot of estrogen and a lot of artificial progesterone. Yeah. 
You know, the birth control pill releases synthetic hormones really in constant doses um, that suppresses the ovulation. Estrogen and progesterone, they're very powerful hormones. You know, when we're adding to our own level of hormones monthly, um, it would logically affect our whole endocrine system, and it would make sense that excess estrogen and progesterone would have the potential for a woman to, you know, gain weight. Yes, certainly. And we do see that with with clients. Um, But again, the research does not show that all women gain weight on the hormonal um, contraceptives. Yes, that's true. And, you know, we we talk about, you know, we're talking about here kind of birth control pills, but there's other types of of hor- of mm-hmm. contraceptives yeah. that are, have hormones attached to them. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and I mean, working with clients, we've had that. Some some clients will say, "Yeah, right." When I went on some form of hormone, I gained weight right away. And other yeah. clients will say, "Oh, it, it didn't affect them right away." Yeah, it's interesting. And I think Dr. Christiane Northrup's advice is very well taken. She said in her book, "The Wisdom of Menopause." that all birth control pills are synthetics that mask our natural hormonal rhythms and the messages about our health that they convey. You know, it's kind of interesting because she, if if people want to read really a good book on hormone balance, Mm -hmm. pick up that book, Mm -hmm. The Wisdom of Menopause, even if you're not into that, because she explains things in such detail in ways that people can really understand it. Mm -hmm. And she does have a lot of wisdom about hormones in women. So, you know, if you find you're gaining weight or find you're not feeling just kind of like yourself, you know, maybe the birth control pills are really not the right solution for you. Right. That's something to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it may surprise you, but our metabolic rate is the lowest in the early morning hours. So maybe you will actually lose more weight if you sleep in rather than getting up early to hit the gym. Um, I mean, that's a new thought. That is a new thought for people. You know what? You know, sleep in. Uh, Research from the National Institute of Health found lack of sleep interferes with a person's hormone balance, stress levels, and appetite. And this is something we're going to keep talking about when we get back from break. Um, But lack of sleep, it really does affect our metabolism and it really almost sets us up for insulin resistance. So now, when you said appetite, does yes. that mean you lose your appetite if you don't get enough sleep? No, it actually, right, we crave carbs. Yeah. <laughs> when, I mean, people, I've noticed, you know, we all notice that. If oh, you sure. don't get enough sleep, it's like the next day. Yes. Um, those carb cravings, you can you can notice them. You want so, that sugar. Yep. The brain kind of calls out for it. So, And a lot of people, I bet, recognize that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. This week, another reason not to drink soda. Another nail in the coffin, if you will, against soda. (laughs) Toxicologist and executive director of Consumer Reports Food Safety and Sustainability Center is warning consumers the chemical called 4-MEI, which kind of for some sodas gives it the caramel color, it increases our risk of cancer. In response to this study, the FDA will be conducting a new safety study to determine if any regulatory action needs to be taken. Soda drinkers may face increased cancer risk. You know, what other risks um, that happen with people who are drinking soda? They might have increased risk of obesity, heart disease, osteoporosis, and diabetes. So if you've given up soda, feel proud. Yes, Pat yourself on the back. (laughs) If you have any questions for us, give us a call, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'd like to share a comment from Sandy, who just finished her first Nutrition for Weight Loss program. She said, in 12 weeks, I lost 21 pounds. My blood pressure dropped 15 points. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I no longer have out-of-control evening cravings. I have energy all day long, and there is no more need for a nap. So Look at that. That's mm -hmm. great. The Nutrition for Weight Loss program is not a quick fix. You know, it's a life-changing wellness plan. It gives you a plan to lose weight while restoring your health with real food. You know, I call it, personally, I call it mm -hmm. my life-lengthening plan. There you go. That's a clever way to say it. <laughs> a new Nutrition for Weight Loss series starts the week of March 16th in all of our locations. And we have daytime classes. We have evening classes. So learn how real food can help you change your nutrition to change your life. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up. Yeah, we or always oh, yeah. go to our website yep. at weightandwellness.com. Yep, and you can sign up there. Mm -hmm. We always hear so many good success stories, right? People love the classes. Mm -hmm. They learn so much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a little bit of a challenge for people, don't we? We do. Um, we want people to start asking their server at the restaurant this next week this is your challenge because everybody week, eats out yeah, yeah let's be realistic right a lot of people go out to eat mm -hmm. um when you go out to eat this week ask your server what kind of oil they're using to cook the food in um you might be surprised we actually found a lot of restaurants are using kind of some very inflammatory um seed oils like cottonseed oil uh so you know, because, again, let's be realistic. A lot of people are going to go out to eat here and there. So when you go out to eat, ask the server, um, what oil are you using to cook the food in? And here's the other piece. We want you to report back because yep. we want to hear this. So either call in next week to the show and mm -hmm. say, hey, I went out and I found that they're cooking in soybean oil or cottonseed oil. And then or you can email us at weight and wellness or pardon me. The email is email at, at weight and wellness dot com. So. This is kind of our little experiment because we're really trying to see um, what oils we're getting exposed to when we're going out to eat. Because sometimes we'll try and make good choices when we go out to eat. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if they're using a lot of these really inflammatory oils um, in our food, it's very hard on our metabolism. Yeah. So It's hard on our metabolism <laughs> and it's hard on our cholesterol numbers. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Because if they're using those oils, our cholesterol is going to go up. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you go out to eat once a month, it's not a big deal. But a lot of people do eat out two, three times a week. Mm -hmm. And if you're getting those bad oils, you may have to adjust what you're doing. Yep, yep exactly. So, so that's the challenge of the week. Yes. Good. Well, and before we get back into the topic, let's take a caller. Sure. Okay. That sounds great. Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question, Regina? Yes. I, I, I would like to know uh, what about drinking stuff like Gatorade? Stop. Huh? Stop. Yeah. Don't ever drink that. Huh? No, don't instead ever. Of, instead of water you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things like even Gatorade and Powerade and all of the, you know, any of the sodas, um, they're all really hard on our system, so we would encourage water. <laughs> and it's free, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't drink Gatorade and don't drink any of those others because they've got either artificial sweeteners 
They've got colors in them. They've mm-hmm. got lots of added sugars, or some of them have high fructose corn syrup. Yes. So okay. even okay. though it seems like a better option, you know, I think the with the marketing, we get lured into this idea that things like the sports drinks are healthier for us than mm-hmm. soda. Um, but really, they're all they're all not good for us. So water, um, okay. it's always the best way yes. to go. Even even like if you're looking for, sometimes I'm looking for something a little different, and I'll drink kind of like a fizzy water, like Lacroix, yeah, or something like that, just to keep it. What interesting. kind of water? It's called Lacroix water, mm-hmm. um, and you can find it at most grocery stores. Yeah, I mean, it's in a um, kind of a container, so just like yeah, just in a can. So it just like gives you a little water, huh? yeah, sparkling water. So that would be. If you're looking for a little jazz in your fluid or in your liquid, um, that would be a better option than like the Gatorades or the Powerades too. Good question right. though. We get Thank that you. a lot. Thanks, Thank Regina. You. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get back into um, our topic. Before we went uh, to break, we were talking about how lack of sleep really interferes with a person's hormone balance, stress levels, and appetite. Yeah, and this research study found when their subject slept only four hours per night for six nights, the rate which they processed calories from sugar dropped 40%. You know, this is kind of interesting, Brittany. You know, we, as nutritionists, we see this all the time. Mm -hmm. People come in and say, you know, when when I see this and I look at the research and I think, Four hours a night, that's all people are sleeping. Oh, but yeah. we see it yes. all the time, don't we? we? We really do. I don't know how people do it, but it it's common. But, and um, But that's pretty interesting that when they're not sleeping enough, that's what the research said. When we're not getting enough sleep, our ability to essentially process and absorb any of the calories that we're getting from sugar drops 40%. It's almost like I, when I, I hear this, just to like think about it, I almost think it's like lack of sleep turns us into kind of like pre-diabetics, diabetics yeah. overnight. Well, it yeah. does. I mean, mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's so inflammatory um, on our blood sugars, you know. And there are some clients I have that that's what we really focus on it's is just sleep. getting enough sleep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's step one. So Absolutely. if you're a person out there listening and you're sleeping four to six hours a night and and, you know, what happens is people then start drinking Cokes or eating M&Ms yep. to stay awake. Yep. Mm-hmm. But actually what happens is those calories get stored as body fat. One step right in. Mm-hmm. So processed carbs and sugar get stored as body fat. Yep. So isn't it nice to know that as you are sleeping, you're burning calories? People like to hear that. I know. Yes, they do. So, again, going back to that workout <clears throat> early morning. Skip the early morning gym and sleep in for a better metabolism. So, And I've told clients that, and they kind of, their shoulders almost drop, and they get this kind of sigh of relief just to have permission to do that. Yeah, You know, it's okay. If you're not getting enough sleep, step one, get enough sleep, right? And before we get more into the topic, let's take some callers. Okay. We can do that this morning. We have a couple callers, yes. So who do we have on our line? Hi, this is Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Good morning. Hi. You have a question. Um, My daughter uh, went in to see the doctor. She's 22 years old, and um, she's having some digestive issues, and um, she's uh, not drinking anything with lactose, um, kind of eliminated certain things, and still have had some issues. But um, the doctor said she has dyspepsia, which is an excess acid, so he 
recommended or, um, you know, told her to use some over-the-counter. Um, uh, it's called O-M-E-P-R-A-Z-O-L-E, 20 milligrams yep. once yep. a day for 30 days. Um, I'm wondering if there's anything diet-related she can take instead, um, you know, food-wise that can neutralize the acid if that is indeed what she's dealing with. And maybe that's not what she's dealing with. Yeah. Maybe she's dealing with not enough acid. Which is actually something common for people. Yes. Very common. Um, yeah, usually, honestly, some of those medications are almost masking the problem. Um, you know, one thing that we'll do for clients when they're having some of this acid reflux, dyspepsia, heartburn, whatever, um, even mm-hmm. adding a little acidophilus, it's a, it's a form of a probiotic, it's a good bacteria, it, it acidifies the digestive tract to the point where it needs to be. And honestly, it almost soothes the stomach lining mm-hmm. and really helps people um, get rid of that kind of almost uh, the problem she they're was, experiencing. She was taking a, an acidophilus type over-the-counter pill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how good those are. That Some you get of them are good. And, you know, yeah. um, is there something better she could be taking? Well, I don't know. We have a product that's called Dothless. It's a powder. Yep. And we often have people mix it in a little bit of water and drink it at, before they go to bed. And that uh-huh. kind of coats the stomach lining. But I think... And what is that called, your it's, product? It's called Dothless. Dothless powder. Yeah. Yep. I think okay. one of the things to think about, though, is she's obviously eating something mm-hmm. or drinking something that's throwing off her digestive system. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think... You know, even doing a consultation may, would probably make sense because sometimes it is dairy products, mm-hmm. sometimes it is gluten, sometimes yeah. it is, you know, who knows, maybe it's peanut butter. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's really hard sometimes to to just guess, on the, mm-hmm. you know, especially here today. But, yeah. uh, you know, when we sit down with people, we really understand what they're eating. You know, maybe they're drink, maybe she's drinking pop or juice or it's hard to say mm-hmm. what could be the problem. Okay. But it isn't it isn't a normal kind of thing for people that age to have those kinds of digestive issues. Yeah. But we yeah. we do especially in like some of the consultations and you know with like maybe even like the Dofflis powder, it certainly does we see a lot of success helping people kind of reestablish a good digestive system. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something to consider. Okay. Well great. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. you're Thanks. welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day. Thank so sh- I guess we should take a break, huh? It is time already. Um, okay. <laughs> you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition the weekend of March 20th, 21st, and 22nd. We will be teaching our Weight and Wellness series. Six two-hour classes rolled into one weekend full of lots of learning and fun, and you'll experience six, six different weight and wellness teachers, learn about blood sugar, digestive health, causes of inflammation, and how to put put out that inflammatory fire. Also learn about heart health and the food mood connection. You'll receive the new weight and wellness cookbook and nutrition guide, which is fabulous. And nurses can also earn 14.4 continuing education credits. And we will also serve you a balanced organic lunch and snacks. Mm -hmm. So to sign up, call 651-699-3438. We'll, and be, we'll right be right back. back. <laughs>
Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular lunch and learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens? happens when you and your coworkers eat healthier foods. Employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of coworkers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to remind listeners that Joanne and I will be teaching the five-hour menopause survival seminars Saturday, March 28th from 10.30 to 3.30 at our Wyzetta office. And we'll be covering much more information about weight management techniques through menopause. Also, if listeners would like us to bring a class or a weekend seminar to your company, or community, you know, please let us know. Just email us at weightandwellness.com, and we'll talk to you about that possibility. Perfect. Well, let's get back into our topic here. We're talking about hormones and how they affect our weight. Uh, You know, in our menopause survival seminar, uh, we quote Judith Worthman of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, uh, and she found that 65 to 75 percent of women involuntarily gain weight as they approach and move into menopause. That's a lot of women. I bet a lot of women are kind of like nodding their heads right now. Yes. Yeah. You know, so what is happening hormonally? Do they just start making poor lifestyle choices and food choices? <laughs> or is it hormonal? You know? Mm-hmm. Not uh, all 75% make poor choices. Yeah. No, something else is going on. When women stop ovulating, which again, it's happening during that perimenopausal time, they also stop menstruating and decrease their proje- uh, production of progesterone. Now, here's the interesting information. When ovulation stops, women burn 300 less calories per day. Mm-hmm. So, yes, our metabolism slows down at this time. We tend to have too much estrogen and very little progesterone. And this excess estrogen, or what many researchers call estrogen dominance, along with that deficiency of progesterone, can lead to a lot of different symptoms in women. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk through some of these. One symptom is definitely weight gain, especially around that middle hip and thigh area. Yeah, and actually when we're working with clients... You know, sometimes I'll ask, well, where, where is it that you're noticing the weight gain? And mm-hmm. they will say that they'll kind of point, point to their midsection yeah. and kind of their hips and thighs. And they're like, this is, they notice this is where I'm gaining. Um, so, yeah, one symptom is weight gain around the middle, hips and thigh area. Other symptoms can be things like bloating, um, breast tenderness, mood swings, headaches, and a low sex drive. You know, I think very, you know, Brittany, you said that people be, actually have too much estrogen or estrogen mm-hmm. dominance. And I think they most women have been told, oh, yeah, at menopause, you don't have any estrogen. Yep. And so there's so much confusion. So really what happens, many women with a deficiency in progesterone 
you know, how they feel. They feel wired. Mm-hmm. They're nervous. They can't sleep. So then when they're not sleeping, the metabolism decreases even more. Yeah. And so some women at this time are prescribed a synthetic progestin, which again is an artificial progesterone. And it's the same type of progesterone that's in birth control pills. Yep. And we know what happened for many women when they took birth control pills, they gained weight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, progestin does not do a body good. That's no, just the it, way no, it is. It doesn't. And the 2002 Women's Health <laughs> Initiative findings implicated synthetic progestins as a risk factor for stroke, heart disease, and breast cancer. Serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And when we have that estrogen dominance and a real deficiency of that natural, real progesterone, we actually make more body fat. And soon it turns into this fat-making vicious cycle because estrogen makes fat cells and fat cells make estrogen. So it's really difficult to stop this cycle. Yeah, I mean, it is. That's kind of an interesting thing to Mm -hmm. think about, isn't it? That when you have more fat cells, you make more estrogen, and then more estrogen makes, makes more fat cells, yeah. and it's this back and forth and back and forth. So. It's a very cruel cycle. <laughs> yes, it but is. But with anything, you know, there is hope, so don't give up hope. Um, with a very careful eating plan, um, really what we can do, we can kind of structure a careful eating plan that helps to support our body to detox kind of some excess estrogen And then we might use a little natural progesterone, um, and that helps a lot of women restore their metabolism and maintain their health. So it's kind of interesting to think about, but this kind of this menopause time is when women's bodies Mm -hmm. become very sensitive to processed carbohydrates and sugars. Wouldn't you know it? Yeah, wouldn't you know it? (laughs) You know, our, our metabolisms are slowing down. We're not sleeping as well. We're becoming less sensitive to our, you know, processed carbs and sugar. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about food first. So this is a time to utilize food uh, to help to detox, especially mm-hmm. those cruciferous vegetables such as spinach, kale, cabbage, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts. Yeah, those are those actually have very potent compounds in the vegetable that helps our body detoxify estrogen. Mm-hmm. And I know when we first start talking to people about having, oh, you know, kale for breakfast, <laughs> I always at, start with spinach because yes. kale is yeah. a step up. <laughs> it is. They look at us a little cross-eyed, right? And then they love it. Then they love it. Then they do love it. How did I not eat spinach for breakfast before? They'll say. You know, this is also a time when wine turns into body fat very, very easily. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. if a woman drinks two glasses of wine each night, she can easily gain 21 pounds in a year. Wine three nights a week, um, and that's about, you know, 10 pounds in a year. So that's Friday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that's common. Um, three years and you've gained 30 pounds. Wow. You know, and this is actually a discussion I've been having with a lot of women this winter um, uh-huh. where they're, you know, We'll be talking about what they're eating, and they'll say, well, don't forget, I'm always having my glass or two of wine every night. And they'll kind of look at me thinking, well, don't take my wine away. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we reduce the amount of wine that they're having 
they do notice that their metabolism starts to work better. Absolutely. And they have less inflammation in their body. Less inflammation yes. in their body. Yeah. They sleep better, which yeah. is, again, tied to their metabolism. Less hot flashes. Yes. yes. Definitely less one. hot flashes. You know, the reality is, you know, hormonally, we become very sensitive to alcohol, very sensitive to sugar. We're very sensitive to flour, cookies, those mochas that yeah. so many people stop for, those M&Ms that are in people's desk drawers popcorn and you know have you yes. noticed that they've got popcorn now with chocolate on it they do i mean there there's all these things to lure us in to be kind of eating some of these sweet treats or carby treats um but we're becoming sensitive to it i mean really if we're wanting our metabolism to work things like the alcohol the cookies or the, the mo- chips the chips mm-hmm. the mocha lattes the m&ms that your coworker so kindly keeps on their desk, right? <laughs> um, those are the things that we really have to take a really good hard look uh, at what we're eating throughout the day um, and it, reduce. You know, I think some people, they, they have this bag of chips there and yep. they think, oh, okay, I'm going to have one or two. Right. And pretty soon the whole bag is gone. Right. Without and they've even, gained five pounds. And they've yeah. gained five pounds. So, you know, and that's why it's always, you know, if you feel like you need help, um, always coming in for a nutritional consultation so we can again tailor this to you um and i think that's kind of the really the best bet because when we can tailor the nutrition plan to you you'll notice the best result for your specific biochemistry right yes Mm -hmm. so So, thank you everyone yes we've covered a lot of great information today about hormones how they affect our metabolism and we didn't get to all the callers but keep listening keep listening so remember everyone change your food change your life Life, I love you, all is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.